Tabs Talks, premier useless podcast. Yeah. <coughs> Gosh, I feel like, I wouldn't say garbage this morning. I don't know. I just don't feel upbeat. And that intro was me trying to get a little upbeat. But yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Casey Neistat, famous YouTuber, if you don't know him, you know, whatever. Not important. He released a video about enjoyment and happiness um, no matter how much money you make and um, what he was referencing was there's a difference between uh, life problems like fulfillment happiness, love uh, those sort of things and money problems like housing, food, clothing uh, insurance you know, medical stuff. And he was like, there's there's a difference between that. And he said, you know, when people don't have a lot of money and they see somebody that's super wealthy and that super wealthy says, you know, I'm not happy, a lot of people will write off and be like, oh, boo-hoo, you know, the millionaire said, oh, you know, if I had your money, I'd be happy as a clam, da 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 Like, do you, know, do you know all my problems would be solved if I had your money? Like, you don't have real problems. And I'm like, that's that's bullcrap, right? We all have different life experiences and we all have different reactions to how the things around us affect us, right? So, Casey Neistat was saying that when he was younger, you know, he had a child pretty young, somewhere in his teens, Um, and he said, back then I had money problems, right? He's like, if I didn't have assistance from the government, I wouldn't have been able to provide for my baby boy. I had money problems. Money would have solved every single problem I had back then. But, you know, nowadays he lives a very, very comfortable life, so he doesn't have money problems. And those life problems start to be a little more noticeable. And he was saying how money problems can drown out life problems or compound life problems. Because he was saying when you're worrying about if you can have your next meal, it's hard to worry about, oh, do I have, you know, a fulfilling love life? Oh, do I have a fulfilling social life? When you're worrying about... If you can pay rent this month, it's hard to worry about because that's that's so big of an issue that it drowns out other things. And I have never really been in a, my, a place in my life where I've been worried like, oh, am I going to be able to pay rent this month? Oh, am I going to be able to um, afford food? Like... If we get sick, are we going to be able to afford it? No, I've been incredibly blessed financially in my life. But I can relate to, like, with all the things I have going on for me, I can relate to not feeling fulfilled in employment, right? Though my employment provides for me, it provides for my family, 
We live a decent life. You know, we're safe, we're healthy. There's food on the table, there's a roof over our heads, and we have some luxuries, right? My employment provides that. My employment pays well for a lot of people. A lot of people, if they made what I made, which is only $22 an hour, that would solve a lot of their problems. Oh my gosh, there's a little squirrel going over an electrical wire. Go, squirrel, go! Um, but do I, I don't feel fulfilled in my employment. And it's, it's killing me, right? Um, it, it's hard to maintain. Because so, so much of my life, I was like, I want to be able to provide for my family. Like, I want to be the one that'll go to work, work hard, and provide for my family. And I can do that. And, I, and I'm so grateful for my wife that she can stay home with our child. And I'm so grateful for our child. And I love to be with them. But nine hours of the day, I feel like I'm just smacking my head against a brick wall. And then because, because I'm so, I would, I guess I could say dissatisfied with what I do to provide for my family, I'm worried that there will come a point where I can't provide for them anymore. In a weird sense that, you know, because I just feel so defeated and unfulfilled with what I'm doing that not that I'll make a rash decision I feel like I'm a generally rational human being but just that one day I'll be like look I I can't do this anymore right I can't I can't do what I'm doing and part of that comes with yeah I want <clears throat> I want to further myself I want to better myself and a couple of episodes ago I was talking about stagnation and how I just feel stagnant but it's one of these things where you know I can't I can't keep this up forever and something needs to change and I fully realize it might just need to be an attitude change I might just need to change my attitude about things I might need to buckle down I might need to you know have a mental shift in maybe more than one area of my life I understand that but right now just in this moment I f- I feel weak I feel trapped, and I'm not entirely happy. Like, if I'm going to be straight honest. I, I have such happy things, you know, when I can lay in bed at night and we have our baby between us, and my wife's right there, like, that makes me happy. But, you know, she she's tired from working with a baby all day. I'm tired from a job that I just really don't like. And so when I get home at night and she's been working with the baby all day, I'm just like, look, I don't want to think anymore. Because I've been thinking all day about this job that I hate. I just don't want to think anymore. And then she's like, I also don't want to think anymore. You know, I've been wrangling a baby. Like, I want to be with her 
to help raise my child. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's probably just a mental attitude shift I could have gone right there. I, I did the exact thing I get pissed off at people for not doing or for doing. Anyway. I don't know. My mental space is just so out there and just feels deflated right now. And it sucks. Like, honestly, I was going to drive into work today and be like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a podcast episode today. Right. I just, I'm not in the mental state to do it. I feel too down. I feel just too sad. It, it's not going to be a good episode. Like not that they're (laughs) not that this podcast is good in the first place. Like, come on, it's complete garbage, but this would be particularly bad. It would be a particularly bad episode. So I was like, I'm not going to do it, right? I'm like, no harm, no foul, whatever. Nobody's going to listen to it anyway. It's not a disservice to the world if I miss today. But then I got thinking like, no, I'll feel even worse if I don't. I'll feel even worse if I skip this. I'll feel even worse if I let this slip up. Like, so much life is getting these small victories And I feel like this podcast, though it's not, like, the craziest, best podcast in the world, and it doesn't, you know, it's not like it's doing a whole ton for society, but it's doing something for me, right? And the podcast is 100% for me. And if somebody enjoys listening to me, and if somebody enjoys the words I have to say, like, that's cool, and I've made $14 off of it, that's cool, right? But it's so therapeutic for me to just be able to sit and talk and process what's going on in my brain, right? It's therapeutic. And I was, I felt that if I missed out on today and didn't do a podcast episode today, I wouldn't get that little bit of therapeutic release and I'd just feel worse for the rest of the day. Like I was fully ready to listen to a different podcast, the cold podcast about, uh, Susan Powell and that whole thing that happened, you know, back in West Valley a couple years ago, right? I was I was ready to just listen to that on my way to work because I'm very intrigued by that podcast and I I want answers. I was ready to do that. But I was like, nope, Jason, turn off the podcast you're listening to, make your own podcast episode, and just, just get out what you're thinking, right? Because if I internalize it and I just mull it over in my brain and it's trapped inside of me, It's just going to get worse. And see, talking it out, talking through it, saying what I feel, like I can process it better. I can, I can, I can, I can do better. I can feel better. And I can think more clear. Like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this job for a year and a half now. And I've gotten better at it. In that year and a half, I have progressed. In that year and a half, I have gone from, you know, completely trash at this job to, hey, I'm a decent, I'm a decent biller, you know? I've gone from, like, $13 an hour to $22 an hour. Now, some of that's because of my merits, right? Some of that's just difference in pay structure but every raise I've gotten well aside from the very first one where it's like hey you've been here for six months thanks for not quitting here's a dollar extra um but after that it was like 
hey, you've been billing a lot. We're going to increase you to this next tier. And then they switch the program and it's like, hey, the baseline's 18, but because you have so much, we're going to pay you 22, right? So yes, it is because of my work and my merit that I am at the pace scale I am at. It's it's because of my work and my merit that I've been able to achieve what I have at my job. Like, I can still be good at my job and I can still work hard and, you know... I just feel like I would be better and work harder, right, if I felt a little more fulfilled. It's hard to give your best work when you just feel defeated and deflated all the time at work. And <clears throat> I know there are some people at my work... Uh, that listen to my podcast, right? And it surprises me because who's going to listen to this? And I don't want them to think um, that I'm not going to put in my best effort, right? Because every month, I actually, I do try and do my best every month. And last month I had, you know, in terms of my stats, my best month. Because, you know, I worked hard, right? I'm still going to do the work. I'm still going to work hard because I can't afford to not work hard and lose this opportunity I have. So I don't want, if anybody's listening from my work, I don't want them to think, oh my gosh, you know, Jason is going to fall apart one of these days and, you know, we really got to watch how well he's working. Like, is he okay? And I don't want people to get upset like, oh my gosh, he's just slacking off because he doesn't feel good. Right? No, it's like I <laughs> I'm gonna do my work, obviously. And I pride my I pride myself on being able to get all my properties out on time. You know, I've seen people struggle in this job and I've struggled in this job, and it's so nice to feel like, hey, at the end of my at the end of the month my stuff is out, my stuff is done. Sure, I maybe didn't do it as 100% accuracy, and sure, there were some struggles on the way, and obviously, I need help. Like, the other day, I got a bunch of emails from my team lead, and he's like, hey, you know, have you checked up on this? Have you checked up on this? And I'm like, dude, thank you. Like, I needed that help. I needed those reminders on those things, and I got them done. Like, check, 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 check. Those are done, and it was great. You know, I needed that. I needed that little boost. I, I get through every month with the help of others. I get through every month with the um, socialization of others and the camaraderie of others. I get through every month because, you know, we have a team of coordinators that just help and they've been, you know, knocking it out of the park on my properties. And it's a huge help because I definitely couldn't do all the properties I have alone. Like I couldn't do it alone. I definitely couldn't do it alone, but I also recognize it gets done because I as well am putting in good work and I'm putting in hard work and I want to continue to do that. Like, I want to continue to make sure while I'm here, I'm doing well. It's just, I don't know how to change that thing, that mindset of, hey, I feel fulfilled doing this, right? If one of my coworkers related this job to a production line, you know, we have different production uh, assembly line, not like production line jobs in the valley. You know, one is Pepperidge Farm. So people that work at Pepperidge Farm, you know, they might be grabbing cookies and they might be putting them into tins. You can get paid like $16 an hour starting there. Like no real requirements to do it. 
And the reason why it pays just flat out straight up $16 an hour from the start, you know, no special background needed for that job is one, like you're putting cookies into tins. It doesn't take too much education to be able to do that. Do that. And I'm not trying to knock that job, right? You can get my job without a college degree. You can get my job with just a high school degree, right? The thing is, like, how fulfilled do you feel putting a cookie in a tin? You know, standing on your feet for 10 hours a day. Or however their system is, right? They pay that because it's rough mentally. And standing for 10 hours a day might be rough physically for people, right? But just that monotony, I would feel like, of grabbing a cookie, putting it in a tin. Grabbing a cookie, putting it in a tin for like 10 hours a day. That wears on you. Because where's the fulfillment? And then, you know, my coworker related us to those production jobs. You know, we have we have a raw, unbuilt property. And this pseudo-assembly production line, we run it through the system. We run it through the machine. And it comes out the other end as, and we're just there to make sure that machine doesn't break. And we click a button, we push a button, we grab a cookie, we put in it, we put it in a tin. You related us to that. Now it's a lot more complicated because you know there's customer service stuff involved, there's client relation stuff involved. Uh, there's a little more critical thinking when you're quality controlling something and like do these numbers add up. But you know systems are coming out more and more where those processes are being automated so you know we're getting paid i'm getting paid 22 dollars an hour to do 120 properties through this assembly line just so i can send a bill that when it gets to the resident they're mad for how much it costs if you read the reviews for my company they're either five stars or two or one star. Five stars or one star. Five stars or one star. All the five stars are from people that work there because I think the company is great. Like, it's a great company. The job might not be ideal for a lot of people, but the company is great. All the one-star reviews are from people that are like, why is my bill so dang high? <laughs> when I'm like... The customer review should be done by the properties we're working with because, you know, they're really our customers. We're we're doing a service to them, not to the residents that get the bill. And I'm like, your, your bill's so high because you live at a super fancy place that has all these amenities that use water and you're getting charged for that. That's a different conversation for a different time. But, like, it's weird. It's funny sometimes to read through it and just see, like, how angry people get for having a high bill. And I'm like, well, I just, I, I bill what I'm told and I've looked through the system and we're allowed to bill how we bill. That's, just, that's the thick and thin of it. But I don't feel like I helped anyone, right? I don't feel like, I don't feel like I can complete a project and say, ah, you know, I did good work on that project. Look at my final result because every month, Everything gets reset and you redo everything. So there's no finished product. I also don't feel like, hey, look at this person I helped today. 
right? Occasionally I'll get a property manager call and it's like, hey, can you do this? And it feels great when I can help a property manager and they call and they're like, hey, I need this, this, and this. And I'm like, here you go. And they're like, hey, thanks. That was so quick. That feels good. But I, I don't feel like somebody's ever going to come to me and be like, hey, you really helped me through a hard time. I don't feel like I've ever been at a moment where somebody was like, I was going through something rough and because of the work you've done, that really helped me. That would be very fulfilling. And I don't get it at this job. That's a fact of life. Anyway, I got to go into work. I know it's weird that I was slightly ragging on work this whole time and that I'm going to go in and I'm going to do it. I just had to get these thoughts off my chest. If anybody is listening from my company, like, I'm grateful for the job. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I just need to change my mindset a little bit and find those positives. And I do try and put in as good of work as I possibly can. Um, And I would say my stats reflect that, right? And I try and help out other people at my company when I can as well. Anyway, peace out. Thanks for listening, if anybody did listen. And I'll catch you tomorrow.